Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. It's Turnbuck Report coming to you. Do you believe in magic? Take it away, Josh. Do you believe in magic? At the TBR start. I'm trying to put another song in my head, and it's not working. Welcome, folks. This is another great episode of the Turnbuckle Report. Brought in a little different today because uh, songs are stuck in my head, thanks to the dog father himself. <laughs> He's uh, a real son of a bitch, but that's okay. Do you remember that mm. song? Did you guys ever watch that movie, uh, Pitch Perfect? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had like the very mm-hmm. ending song. That that song gets stuck in my head every time I watch Pitch Perfect because they do that song at the end. He, he yeah. just comes up to the yeah. stage and he's like, do you believe in magic? He's all serious and stuff. When you got the shards, thought eyes. you had a fart, but turned into a shard. That's a tough day. That's a tough day. It's a tough day. That's like a Sid Vicious day. I'm sure you guys have heard that story, right? Sid Vicious shit his pants. Did not hear that. I, I would love to hear it too. Like it's a good, it's a it's good. This I'll tell you right now. This this story is riveting. Okay, riveting. Here's how it starts: two men wrestling. One slams the other. The one shits his pants. Sid Vicious. In a world where two men are wrestling, <laughs> one man wrestled, the other man took a shit. Mm-hmm. Who came out on top? Yes. Hopefully, not the man who took a shit. Did you say? I think it was against. I think it was against Undertaker too. It was late nineties. Did WWE. you say John Cena yeah. too? John Cena when uh, they were doing the um, salute to the troops that they used to do every year, where they they yeah. go over there. Yeah, uh, he either had I forgot if he had the stomach flu or whatnot, but yeah, he went out there and wrestled and shit his pants. I feel like if you're doing one of those like when squat John moves Cena that he always does when he's doing just the. Uh, wrestle. The attitude adjustment. He's got like and some big shit. dude on his shoulders. I can imagine shit is just coming right out. <laughs> Woo. Mm-hmm. Nasty. That was good focus there, Chad. That was really good focus to be able to keep your topic and moving forward while while Josh was singing. I can't do that. I can't do that. Josh starts singing and I lose. It's, I it's, lose the, it's the key of the tone of out. You tone it and go. <laughs> you just. It's like. It's a shield, it. like like I've learned with this. Tell me, tell me how it worked. I've learned with this show that if you don't stay on topic, <laughs> it is very difficult to get back on topic. <laughs> it's difficult. Chad, Chad well, is driving that, that train. Sense. He's driving it down the road. <laughs> this fucker's going <laughs> on, bounce. steering off the road. <laughs> I'm out there shooting the well, tires, we, singing a know, song. Chad's trying to change it as we're driving. <laughs> stay on course. Yeah. Leland's just, Leland's just doing just him. And if he's like, I'm here, I'm better for some bitches. Bring me another bear. 
Yeah, I, I try well, to keep we, it on. We but... started this show with the idea that it was going to be like one of our phone calls. And if this episode isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to bring that full circle, then I don't know what will. Because wrestling, wrestling was just, I'm sorry, guys. Wrestling was a little lame for me this week. It, it just was. I didn't like, I don't think I liked any of it. None of it? That, hurt, that hurts. No. Uh, moments. Okay. Moments here and there. Smackdown was the same show as it's been the last three weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Literally the same show. Yeah. The same matches. The same show. And they're having a, a, a unification, which they're super pumped about, by the way. Um. Wow. We so made it have focus for backwards. <laughs> and that's it. I mean, what what stood out to you guys? There is there is some big news. I'm sick and tired of Tony Khan coming out there dork fishing out giving us, fishing. Giving us big news. <laughs> dork fishing. I'm sick tired. I'm sick and tired of that. Shit. I'm trying to even think of how you can do an impression of Tony because when he comes out, he's like, "Oh my God, thanks everybody." Oh my God, guys! So much. Oh God, guys! I've just hit a bunch of coke in the back. I've got a big story for y'all. I don't know. Is that a? I appreciate everybody so much. (laughs) I appreciate you. He just looks like he just did a line of coke, and he's just bug-eyed. Oh my God, you guys are so good and great, and I love. I will make out with everybody here. (laughs) I have. I have touched people. I don't know. I, I'm getting sick of the weekly. Tony Khan's got a big announcement, everybody. You'll never Seems guess. like it's uh, becoming a very weekly thing. It's a weekly thing. And this time we're getting a mixed promotion pay-per-view in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, with... with never pay- before yeah. done. I thought it was going to be so Wrestle Kingdom, guys- but... You're you're a little more of a New Japan guy than I am, Chad. Kind of. Josh, I don't I don't know where you, I I don't I don't stri- Josh, you don't strike me as a New Japan. Guy. No, I, I, I really don't watch any New Japan. Same, same. I like American wrestling. That's it. I like a little lucha uh, <clears throat> underground every now and then, but that's about it. Chad, you're the New Japan guy of the group. Did this did this hit the specter for you at all? Did th- did you care about this at all? No, I mean when I. When he came out and he announced it, I was like, oh, cool. So we're going to get, like, Kenta and some of these other guys in the pay-per-view, some of these bigger New Japan wrestlers that, you know, Will Ospreay. Like, oh, great. So we'll get to see these guys in this pay-per-view. So mm-hmm. I, I understood mm-hmm. why he was doing it. I understand why these guys were doing mm-hmm. this. Because Tony was in Dallas. at Re- Like, he saw WrestleMania. He saw what was going down. WrestleMania was ridiculous as far as the production value. Ridiculous. Huge. Huge. WrestleMania was insane. So you know Tony saw this was like... I gotta, I gotta come up with something, man. Uh, maybe we, you know, New Japan and us, we can come up with something huge. It's at the, uh, it's at the United Center. We're not talking, you know, it's not in Rosemont at one of the little Rosemont centers. We're talking the United Center where the Bulls play. Like this is gonna be in a big venue for them. So you know, yeah. this is kind of like his WrestleMania. I think. I think this is what Tony's trying to do with a mixed promotion. That'd be kind of cool, though. We've talked about it, but we're, we're, we talked about it with WWE, though. We haven't talked about it like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if AEW and New Japan, like, you know, got together and created a pay-per-view. We talked about WWE and AEW, which I think, mm-hmm. 
which I think would be huge, but it's never going to happen. So I guess this is the closest thing we can get to it, maybe. Is it close enough to anything we would care about, though? That's the problem. I mean, I would have. That's not to take away from impact. any of the New Japan. But they never did that with wrestlers impact. or any of you know, the Lucha Underground wrestlers. There's great talent out there, super great talent. It's just anyone really care? What forbidden door? It, it really doesn't matter. How is it forbidden if you don't give a shit if any wrestlers go over there? What now they're coming over here? Ooh, no, it didn't. It isn't, you didn't you break the door. You just are? walk through the other way. It doesn't make any <clears> sense <throat> to me. There well, isn't a forbidden went, door unless they're the back, back door. Am I am I wrong? Exactly. No. There's no such thing as a forbidden door open unless WWE is involved, and then you can say, okay, that well, door's yeah. been open. Until yeah, WWE is involved, open. it's the there's no such thing as a forbidden door being open. Like it's it, these guys, I think, are misunderstanding what this fit forbidden door. Vince created the forbidden door. He's the only one that can get rid of the forbidden door. These guys coming together just feels like another yeah. AEW pay-per-view with me. Like, I, I've seen, literally, guys, we've seen every person except, except for Will Osprey on an AEW pay-per-view at one point or another from New Japan. They've come over. We've seen them. So this just feels like another big AEW pay-per-view. Just a little bigger. Just a little higher. It's doing nothing for me. This, this may be the first uh, AEW pay-per-view I don't buy. Oh, for real? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm... I'm I I'm at that age where I only spend money that I want to spend money. No, Does that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Like sense. I, I got, fa- I got a family. I, I, it may be cheaper. I don't know. I don't even know what the cost of it is right now, but do I, do I want to spend time in my life to watch something? I am utterly not enthused at all to watch. I don't think I'm gonna do it. I don't think I'm gonna do it. And I know, I know there's probably people listening going, oh, you guys are totally selling out. You guys are totally, you know, you went to one WrestleMania and now look at you. You're giving up on AEW. That's not the case. That's not the case at all. I am not a New Japan fan. I don't like the style. I don't like the promotion. I don't know any of the wrestlers. I really could give two shits. And this forbidden door that you guys are talking about is complete horseshit because AEW has already had a shit ton of New Japan guys on the show. So what if, what are you even talking about? What what are we what glass ceiling are we breaking here? Um, and like you said, Chad, until Vince McMahon, until his music hits and he struts out on AEW, yeah, there's there's no forbidden wall. Not I'm not not interested. So this may be the one pay per view, the the first AEW pay per view. I'll take a pass. I'll, I'll catch the highlights. It'd be so perfect. I don't know where I mean, you guys stand. The with WWE that? does open up that door to be perfect because then your theme music would never have to change. You know what I mean? If if you're on, yeah, well, Cody Rhodes proved that too. I don't know. It's just you go over there, you have your same theme music. You come back over here, you're using your theme music. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only advantage I think. Other than the theme music, nothing. You know, else. I, I, I want to bring up something. You know, we were talking about uh, how how Vince. You brought this up specific, Josh. How Vince has is now showing Tony Khan that. You know, it's all about the game and how you play it. And he's 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 teaching Tony Khan some lessons, right? This may be the biggest one is let me teach a kid why you sign them to exclusive contracts. Because, and I know I'm going back to it, but it's still so huge. And it's going to be huge until the son of a bitch wins the title. Tony it, fucking Cody Rhodes, man. He gets that huge pop because everybody recognizes that music, and it's huge that it's not his old music. It's the eight. He they got 
Vince McMahon was able to get the AEW Cody Rhodes. Yeah, the one that everybody likes. No, they were, the and one everybody was me- booing. Well, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Except for us, apparently, because we watch AEW. Like, th- it still blows my mm-hmm. mind. The kid in front of us still flips so fast, so fast. He's like, fuck you, Cody. And then all of a sudden, Cody's like mm-hmm. halfway down the ramp. And he just keeps hearing that song, and he flipped like in seconds. He was like, fuck you, Cody. And Cody's halfway down the ramp. He's like, oh, my God, I love you, Cody, because everybody else is. You guys like him? Oh, I like him, too. And, you know, we're the only ones like. (laughs) I like him. (laughs) Raise the roof on this guy. You could see what he did, right? We were watching this kid. I watched him the whole Mm -hmm. time. He went Mm -hmm. from uh, to Uh looking around at everybody else like, oh, well, they he must be cool again. Hey, yeah! And we're, you and I stayed true and true, man. We booed that dude the entire time. Straight heel. Yeah, we yeah. booed him the Straight entire time. Heel. And I'm still convinced that if I would have had a bottle in my hand, they don't allow those in Texas Stadium, by the way. At that altitude, once I once I hit the, you know, toss that thing, <laughs> and it hit the peak and then came down, that would have that would have been some real damage for old Cody Rhodes. Oh, he would have been out for his life. He'd have been gone. Dead. <laughs> I mean, when you're at the literal tippy top of Texas Stadium and you hunt a Cooter's Light Bottle. You throw that Cooter's Light Bottle from the tippity top of the Cowboys Stadium. (laughs) Tell you right now, that's some bitch dead. Dead. I'll tell you what. That's that, exactly that is an altitude not even Owen Hart could survive. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and if anything is tried and true, it's the fact that when Leland hugs a Coke bottle from the tempted top of the Coos Stadium, it'll hit you in the head and you're dead, baby. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you did go straight dusty. I was like, he is morphing into Dusty Rhodes right now. <laughs> that is an aptitude. I can tell you this right now. You You're started out the blue blazer so damn high in the air. <laughs> that Coors Light. You started out like a Southern sophisticated bullet to your death, boy. <laughs> he started out like as a southern sophisticate going straight dusty roads to finish yeah. it off. You gotta end with a little dusty near baby. Oh man. Well Cody Rhodes is not the only uh Rhodes member uh, in the ring and entertaining as Dustin. Finally, <laughs> Dustin? apparently we've all been waiting apparently been waiting in our entire lives for Dustin Rhodes and CM Punk. And we didn't even know it. Didn't this care. whole time we were waiting for this, but uh, it was horrible. You know what? AW AW is firing back at WWE. He's in, Tony Khan's like, you know what? Yeah, you go ahead and take you take that Rhodes brother. I still have one, and I'm putting with CM Punk. Who gives a shit? No one uh-huh. cares about. I didn't like that match at all. Slow. It was yeah. They were off sync. Like you could tell these guys have not worked with each other. It was it was bad. I think it's just a style thing. You think it's just a style <clears throat> thing because these two guys are these two guys are phenomenal wrestlers. I don't think they had like, a lot of did, yeah chance to work with each other. You know. So check this out. Here, here's a good it's example. Just a chemistry thing. Since since Danhausen's return to wrestling, he has been working out with Taz and Hook. They've been working out mm-hmm. in the ring. 
So he's been doing a lot of work with Hook. So when they finally have their mm-hmm. stupid match, um, it's it's not going to look so bad because he, since his he, since his foot is healed, he's been working with Hook. It didn't look like to me that CM Punk, and and I may be totally wrong. Maybe Dustin's just getting old. It didn't look like they got a lot of work out. Maybe they got a week to come up with something and they threw it out there and it was not good. It wasn't great. Boy, that's put there lightly. I just wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed with what I saw. No, it hurt. I think the only thing that really stood out to me, um, maybe this whole show was like, do you think this whole show was a, was a, was a, a call to challenge the WWE maybe? Cause now all of a sudden Dustin Rhodes is on, I mean, dynamite is their raw. That's, that's their flagship that's their flagship. Yep. And you've got Dustin Rhodes and CM Punk opening the show. And you're closing it with a coffin match. Man, that seems very WWE to me, right? Cheese factory. Yeah. I thought, th- I thought that episode was being recorded yeah. in Wisconsin. It was a cheese factory. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Sam. I think you might be on to something with a little bit of the style issue there when you got Golden Dustin mm-hmm. and you got CM Punk's. Because the yeah. issue here is that CM Punk is kind of a, I'm going to play off the other person Kind of be a little bit faster wrestler, right? He's kind of a play off the other guy. Where Goldust is kind of a uh, 90s, almost 80s-esque theatrical wrestler. So when you have an old school theatrical wrestler and you have a guy like CM Punk that's trying to play off another wrestler, mm-hmm. he's used to higher pace. And I, I just don't think that Dustin Rhodes and him, is that's not a matchup. That's not a match made in heaven. That is a Western family special all day. That is a match ordered off wish. Or or yeah, that is something tree. put together by the WWE. To be honest with you, that felt like a WWE scheduled match right there. Something that nobody wanted to try to compete with the other guy because they will like this too. It's 100% what it felt like. It felt like it was the WWE on the opposite show trying to get back at the other dude. See, now mm-hmm. the tides have flipped and I think AEW's already on their heels. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to be like, oh, shit. What do you know? I totally, I totally agree with you, actually. Yeah. I really do. I, I think that they're showing I think they're showing a little nervousness. And I don't really know why the ratings haven't dropped. Uh, but maybe the competition is, you know. This, this episode of Dynamite was the first one where it felt like um, sports entertainment and not pro wrestling to me. AEW has always felt like pro wrestling to me. Where now, now it feels like sports entertainment. They're competing with the wrong dog. Even though SmackDown and Raw are not good right now. They're definitely on the, the honeymoon. The WrestleMania honeymoon's over with. They're not good. But <sighs> Chad, weigh in. I'm drowning here. <clears throat> since, since Tony changed everything. All the storylines, all the plot lines, everything. What was that like? Right before WrestleMania, back in early March, something mm-hmm. like that. Dynamite has fell off ever since then. Ever since, and, and slowly. Does that, yes. does that feel does, he's had? So he's had a couple good episodes in between where kind of it goes back and forth. So once in a while, I'll see this episode of Dynamite. I was like, "Ooh, that was killer." They're they're bouncing back. This is this is what AEW does. They have yes. one bad week and a really good week, but it's flip flopping a lot lately. Like usually they'll have like one bad week with five weeks of consistency of just really good. 
it's been flip-flopping a lot like bad good bad good bad good this was another one of those episodes that i was like i am not watching rampage on friday if this is the kind of product you're putting out on wednesday night wednesday was so bad in my mind i did not like the coffin match i was losing interest nope. i was on my phone looking at it horrible i don't horrible understand match. the owen hart tournament what's the payoff i don't get it um I, I don't understand it. It's it's just they're basically gonna learn to using, fly. they're just using Owen Hart's name. There's nothing to this. There's nothing mm -hmm. to this at all. Oh, and that Forbidden Door, all the Owen Hart matches for them inside is some new Japan guy coming in. So we're 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 <laughs> okay. Um, I don't get it. I don't get what they're doing. I don't understand Dynamite. So I was like, if this is Dynamite this week, not watching Rampage, and I didn't. I can't tell you what happened on Rampage. And normally I could tell you everything. It's not surprising. I know nothing about Rampage this week. It's not surprising. The thing you, you still have to take into consideration is AEW is still a new company. So whereas WWE makes mistakes, they've made mistakes, they've also brought back some stuff. What AEW has gave us was a good product. And now they're starting to give us a product that's subpar. That's what you have right now. And what, the, what fans need to realize is to mm -hmm. bite the bullet is because, yes, whereas the WWE at one point was the top thing to watch, there was a point where it almost felt unwatchable. So, but then where are we at now? It's going right back up to where we're like, shit, we kind of want to watch it. And that's what AEW did. They came out, boom, you really want to see what's going on. Shit, everything's kind of going. And then they're falling into the cycle now because it's been long enough now to where shit's starting to dip. People are already starting to jump off ship. That's, that, that's where they're at right now. They're now at that part of the game where people are starting to jump ship and see that, hmm. Maybe it's not always green over here. Maybe it is green over here. Some people have made the jump and thrived. Like Moxley. Moxley's way better in AEW than he ever was in the WWE. You know, I, I, I completely couldn't stand the character in the WWE. So glad you brought that up. In AEW, I like him. I really like that angle. And that's just kind of where it's at. I, I think too. that's where AEW is currently at in their situation. The Black Bull Combat Club is the only bright spot of Dynamite. I'm going to say it. I don't know if you guys agree, but when they come out and I watch those matches, it doesn't matter who they're wrestling, nobody's, somebody's. That is the only bright spot when John Moxley comes out with Daniel Bryanson. Daniel Bryanson. Brian Danielson. And they <laughs> Get wrestle. out of here! That's the only bright yeah. spot. And when they came out and William Regal's out there, I, I'm just like, I love this. This is awesome. But this is the only thing I like. Everything else is like gone to... Down the toilet, like I, I the three AEW we guys said this weeks ago that you're liking the most was from WWE too. That's the saddest part. Leland, we said this weeks ago. We said Tony needed to mm -hmm. stay this course, stay the course. All this switching up stuff because he was nervous about WrestleMania. Unnecessary. Yeah. He had it. He had he had that sweet spot with AEW, and if he had just stuck that out, I think they'd be fine right now. But he got nervous and he got greedy and he just went boom let's switch everything up have to no he didn't and he did and now it's just one of these products where it's like it's good one week not the next and i only keep watching because i'm hoping for that one good week and uh by the way rampage was horrible last friday too by the way that's two weeks in a row that i, I i'm even calling it now i bet rampage was shit this week too i watched that six o'clock rampage we talked about it last week we said how great it was, it was i like that the time six o'clock hour that was it yeah. that was it that's the only thing that was good about it. 52 million people watched WrestleMania this year. That's outstanding. That's that's insane. 
if Tony Khan tries to keep up and tries to compete with that, he will fall just like TNA did, just like WCW, just like every wrestling company in the world has to WWE. The only reason New Japan has weathered this storm, they're a continent away and they do their own thing. Period. Yeah, exactly. They have a completely, it's a completely different, different product. Different product. It's, it's, that's why it's that's why the star of the show. No, we don't watch New Japan, but they have great wrestlers. It's just a completely different product. It's a completely different product. Yes. And that's why who gives a shit about this pay-per-view coming out? There's no forbidden door this pay-per-view. Hey, Tony Khan, I think I think people he's got I think he's got too many people um too many people around him that love him. Does that make sense? Like in business you've got to have people that disagree with you. And in really good business, sometimes you have that contentious partnership where one, you know, you just you just constantly disagree, but you do it in a, a respectful way where you come up with the best solution. I think I think Tony Khan has too many people around him that show love to him. Maybe him keeping somebody like a Cody Rhodes that would give him contentiousness would be a good thing. Right now, he's everybody's just chasing the hug with him. And, oh, it's so good. What you're doing is so good, Tony Khan. Blah, 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 blah. No, you, Tony, you can't compete with WWE right now. Especially WrestleMania season. Because right now, what he's doing, right now, the AEW, the angles, the storylines, the only one I'm interested in, like always, go figure, is going to be MJF. But not even that. I don't want to see MJF Wardlow. I want to see MJF Hangman Page, not Wardlow. But right now they're doing the hokey shit. This doesn't even compete with fucking TNA from 2014. I'm serious, guys. I don't. I don't see. I don't. If this is the angles they're going, then they do the Jesus. hokey shit that I can give a Good fuck luck, guys. about. That's what AEW's about. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and that Wardlow angle is a sports entertainment angle. That's not pro wrestling. Yeah, Handcuffing him to the ring or, or on his way. I just, you know, sports whatever. entertainment, baby. That's so the poor kid hook. When's hook going to show up on WWE TV? Seriously. Sooner rather than because later. Everybody was so excited about hook. The kid, the kid had brought such, um, Oh, excitement, right? To, to Rampage. That they should have built up. They should have built up his debut in AEW for weeks. They really should have. They should have told you when he's coming, who he's going against, and built that thing up. Instead, they put him on, on AEW Looney Tunes Dynamite against fucking Danhausen. No. <laughs> no. I'm just not impressed, guys. And I hate feeling this way, by the way, because I love AEW, but I hate what I'm watching. He'll go to NXT. And we used to we used to like Danhausen too, but Danhausen's character in AEW compared to ROH is you said it best, very Looney Tooney. It's very goofy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and I understand Danhausen always used to do this. Have we even seen him? Wrestle I caught yet? a I caught a shield. Like I know he does that. I know yeah, that was yeah. his thing. But the way they're doing an AEW sure. is so goofy, so goofy. And and, and you know why it's goofy? Because Hook makes it look goofy. So when he does that to Hook, and I'm watching this, and Hook is just not playing into his character whatsoever, I'm like, you're you're decredit, like you're taking all the credit away from Danhausen right now. So whatever made Danhausen so great, Hook is basically ruining that. Shit no. And then you got Hook wrestling Danhausen to begin with, where he needs to be having more serious matches, not these cartoony comedy matches. I get it. Mm-hmm. 
I get what happened here. Uh, Orange Cassidy got hurt. We didn't get our Orange Cassidy down as a match. I get it. But Hook is not the replacement. It's not the guy. All right. So put him against Luchasaurus or something like Luchasaurus versus Danhausen like that. You know, put two goofy characters in there and let them go at it. Hook needed to stay the course, like you said. I, I actually, I'm just reiterating what I you're really saying. I really think they should actually bump Hook up. I think that he's actually at the spot where he needs to have a boost. Mm-hmm. Uh, AEW is on the fall. They need to grab a ledge really quick. They need to grab that branch and stop themselves from this. And uh, instead of giving us Dustin Rhodes and CM Punk, I think they should give us Hook and CM Punk. I think you should work an angle. You should put CM Punk with a guy like Hook. And the reason is, is because, like I said, he plays off the other person, right? But with that being said, CM Punk is still... A legend, really. I mean, you know, he, he's been in the game for a long time. He is a, he's been around the block for a while. So with a new guy like, like Hook, he could gain that in-ring experience very quickly. And he already has the talent, just like Randy Orton. The reason why Randy Orton got so good quickly, I believe, is because of the Evolution Faction. He was teamed up with Triple H, and he was also teamed up with Ric Flair. All that insight on how to do shit good, mixed with your naturally gifted ability of being a great wrestler. Well, that's what pushes you to the next level. And that's why Dave Batista and Randy Orton did that. I think if you team him up with CM Punk, you'll get the same thing. And you know what? That's another one of those things. When I hear you say that, that I feel like I didn't appreciate at the time. Did not appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Cause when I watched the evolution, I hated it. I hated it because for a couple of reasons, I thought at the time, Ric Flair was just old as dirt. And I was like, why is this dude still wrestling? And then second, I was so anti, um, Randy Orton at the time, anything he was doing, I hated it. I look back at that now yeah. and I'm like, what was wrong? What, where was my thinking? What was I doing? Like, this was one of the one of the better factions WWE's ever produced. Next to the Shield, yeah. next to, to any of the big factions they've ever had. Like, Evolution was huge. And I, I just don't understand why I can't appreciate wrestling the way I should. Do you think this well, is one of those things going thing, on with Jay. AEW right now? We're not appreciating what we might appreciate later on? Or do we really think this stuff is really going... Hell in a handbasket. You're going to see that later on, I think, when you go back and watch once Jericho actually retires about 10 years after that. What you're going to go back and see is that the inner inner circle actually brewed, uh, I think, some wrestlers and that greatly benefited from being teamed up with Chris Jericho. Um, Sammy sure. Guevara is probably going to be your biggest person out of that, as much as I don't really so much like his character. I kind of like the character angle that they're kind of going with. Uh, turning him hill and kind of, I kind of like that angle of him more. Wardlow's, Wardlow's I think so too. I, you know, I think in all those people that were in there with that Chris Jericho, we didn't see it then. But I think if you look at it like that now, I think you're going to really look back and say, "Hey, Chris Jericho really pushed these people probably more than anybody else that's in the company even currently to get to the next level where they need to be." So, I, I, I really when you look at it like that. And even at the angle that AEW is going currently, I really don't think AEW actually will ever go under. I think they will always be Same, there. Yeah. Uh, I think they're, they're going to have their uh, ups and downs. Um, I don't forever see them being on the same TV station or as, as you know, prime time is what I guess I'm saying. I kind of see them drop into a fuel station or maybe streaming eventually. If they don't decide to make some big changes, they could go streaming only. Or YouTube, you know, where no one really gives a shit anymore, uh, which would be unfortunate. Um, but I think they have good. Talent. Yeah, I think they're in their second phase, right? Chapter two. Like right now, we're we're a few years in. 
Yeah, exactly. We're in the second phase of AEW. We saw what they started out with. They started hot. Now they're they're drifting away some from some of those originals. Um, you know, getting back to the hook thing, I would like to see. Here's the debut on Dynamite. I would like to see, and I think it benefits both guys. I would have really enjoyed watching at the end of Hangman's match. Um, probably no, it wasn't this week. It was last week against Adam Cole. As soon as Angman's music hit and he held up the held up the belt, I would love to see Hook come out from underneath the ring with some kind of foreign object and just ambush Hangman, beat the shit out of him, stand over him. Just like and I know it's a WWE move. I get it. But I would have liked to have seen that because we need more, first of all, we need more sympathy on our babyface champion. He looks too strong right now. I don't feel sorry for him. I need a baby face to feel sorry for so they can get his comeuppance on a real heel. And I think Hook, despite of his size, despite his size, he would look like a, an ominous heel that could come out from nowhere and take you out. They both get the push. That's what I would really like to see. Instead, we get this goofy shit with Dan Housen. I don't even know what to add to that. That's your spot on. I don't know if it needs to be hooked, but well, where are we at with Hangman Page? That's that. I guess that's kind of a segue there. Where are we at with this? <clears throat> well, CM Punk came out, challenged him for the belt. We're gonna get a CM Punk Adam Page, and and if you guys noticed, yep. Adam Page came out of the heel tunnel on AEW. So I I don't know. If I CM, saw that. I Adam Page. I, don't know I if think Adam Page is going heel. Still be you know. I've been thinking about this actually because I've I, I am an Adam Page fan. Not. Fucker. Hangman, Hangman is a great wrestler. Um, he, I am an actual hang, Hangman page fan. I was just bullshitting, but get this. I think what they need, just I think what they blood. need to do. And I've been thinking about this. He is actually <laughs> still your champion. I think what AEW can do that no other company has gave us before is they can give us a, a swing face champion, bring us something that the industry has never seen before. Here's what I mean. He was face when he got there, right? The crowd's liking him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to keep the belt on him? Give him a new finisher. Give him a curb stomp where he has his boots and he goes up to him and kicks him right in the face. Boom. Like that. Give him that as his finishing move. Like, like a, a heel, heel finisher. finisher. And what you get then is then you change your champion from face to a heel, which means that once he beats the heel, you're like, oh, shit. And then it pushes him on to the next thing. And you can have him swing his angle, but you could make it work because the closest you ever got to that was Stone Cold. The closest you ever got you got to no, that so was Stone Cold that. because yeah. Stone Cold would, would give you that I'm a face, but at the same time, I'm still a heel. I'm going to kick you in the gut, stun you, and flip right. you off. Which, by the way, Hangman is already hitting people with their going into the crowd, grabbing someone's beer, and hitting his opponent with it. That's that's pretty Stone Cold. Stone they're, Cold. they're really skating that. Yeah, exactly. How are you guys feeling about uh, I, I, Keith Lee? I mean, we were just hearing we hearing us talking about all these different things. You know, we were so over on Keith Lee just a month ago. Where are we at yeah. with that now? I'm still over love on Keith him. Lee. I, I still don't think love he's him. He's being used right. I'm still loving him too. I I feel like I, just, I feel like they're just not utilizing Keith Lee in the way that I think Keith Lee should be utilized. I think Keith Lee should have been right to the TNT Championship right away, in my opinion. Yep. But here's the thing that AEW is doing that Josh called in the very beginning of this adventure and it's finally coming back to bite them all the tag teams i'm a fan of tag team wrestling 
But this tag team wrestling thing has got too big in AEW. Keith Lee does not need to be in a tag team. Keith Lee does not need to be in a triple threat. Keith Lee needs to be with Keith Lee. And he needs to be mowing through people every Wednesday, every Friday, and destroying people for championships. Uh-huh. Bring Mark Henry over. Bring an upbeat Mark Henry. That's what that's, right? that's what they needed. But instead, you have Tony yeah. Khan, an owner whose favorite wrestlers and favorite cool. wrestling matches of all time is all tag team. His favorite wrestlers are all tag team champions, or they're all tag team wrestlers. All of them. Matt Hardy, mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy. I mean, think about it. Everybody he likes, his favorite matches, the Dudleys. The Dudleys. Yeah. It's all tag team angles. So what he's done is he he's created a company, like I said at the very beginning, He's created a company around the style wrestling that he enjoys, which is tag teams. That's exactly right. You don't need to see him in no triple threat, four-way tag team, some bullshit. No. You need to have that motherfucker walk out like the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and start ripping bitches apart. Mm-hmm. Okay? I really... Not not smiling, not wearing pink. I, I hate the You pink. need to make a character switch. And we we I've been saying this fuck for months. Keith Lee needs a character switch. Mm-hmm. Not like a not a complete different character music, switch. Different look. Not a complete change. No, just a, a different entrance. A different entrance. He yeah. just needs to change up. He needs to get like we said that that Batista, boom when he hits it. You know, he needs to change his shit up. Okay, and changing his shit up didn't mean tagging him up with everybody and then almost making him look weak. Powerhouse. Powerhouse. Well, he is looking weak. All to him. He fucking slammed his ass, right? You know what that did? Yep. Mm-hmm. Slammed all the steam Keith Lee had at being any way, shape, or form the biggest powerhouse in AEW. Because for some reason, AEW will not put one big guy over. There is no king fucker in AEW. Like, there always should be. You need a giant that is your top big dude. And you always have that. And it's not Warlow. It's, yeah, it's not Warlow. And you and you always need to have that angle, okay? Because all the big giant dudes always have to have that top giant, right? You had the Big Show. You had Kane. At one point, the Undertaker. You jump all the ways back. You know, you got Diesel. You have all these guys. All these big dudes under the giant, okay? All these dudes. And they're always stepping on each other. Who's the big dick guy? AEW's not doing that. There's like, he's strong. Yeah, he's strong too. Yeah, they're all strong. We're not going to put over one because one week he's going to beat up 85 wrestlers at once. The next week, one of those 85 wrestlers is going to beat him fairly. <laughs> what fuck earth are we on? It's going to be the most the fair, most thing, fair you've thing you've seen. ever seen. And if and unfortunately, that is AW's <laughs> problem too. It's either the fairest of fair sanctioned matches that don't really storyline make mm-hmm. fucking sense or... It's an unsanctioned needled blood rip him out with a chainsaw gut never before seen John Moxley hosted wrestling match. Yep. Dude, For sure. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel. Just take the fucking car and drive it. Hello? Been saying it from fucking episode one. And just like we said, where did chapter two start yeah. on AEW? When Cody Rhodes left. Second Cody Rhodes announced that he left. Yeah. Chapter one ended. Chapter two. And now it's up to AEW to see what they do in Chapter 2. But what they should be listening to right now, I kind of want to add this in. What they need to be aware of 
is that what do chapter books like this make great? They make great shows like The Rise and Fall of WCW, one of the greatest documentary series that the WWE has ever put together. And right now we're watching we're watching episode two. We are watching episode two of Episodic TV. We're watching episode two of The Rise and Fall of AEW. The first one was, wow, we come in and we got everybody, right? And chapter two is, shit, we're taking dudes from the top. Oh, my God. It's like the same fucking show. AEW, subscribe to Peacock. Hopefully, it works for you. You go in. You watch the fucking Rise and Fall of WCW. You are on episode two. Watch how three and four played out. Come back. And figure out how to beat it, okay? That's a fucking DeLorean I just gave you. The fucking time monger is going to come back and say, shit, what's going on here? And I'm telling you right now, hopefully they're listening. Because we're in episode two of the rise and fall of AEW. Hopefully they pull it out. So sad. I hope you're wrong, but it does kind of have those vibes and feels like something is off off about AEW and it's just kind of sad because I am such an AEW fan through and through like I said I still tune in each week because I want to see if this will be one of their good weeks because I'm I'm hopeful like oh this must be the good week this will be when they bounce back ah it was a shit show okay well next week will be okay one of the issues I think AEW might fall into too I think they're going to start overusing Jericho I think Jericho was at the perfect stage of where they could put him at the top again and they should phase him out and put him into like commentary or yeah. as like a manager. Well, we've been role. saying that forever. Probably the problem you're going to get, which is episode three of that uh, pay per view or you know episodic series. This, this is, is this disc. is the this third is the episode. Uh, you'll you'll get that you are overusing your older talent. Not then to Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho's great. His wrestling matches are still great, but you're going to get to a point where now it's going to start just being the same. Where he's doing the great, and then it's doing the same, and then it's gonna start dwindling down the hill, and then you're gonna keep using him because that's what every company does. AEW is no different. We've already seen it. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna keep using Jericho to where then again, no one's gonna give a shit. So they're gonna squeeze him empty. They go, okay, we've used all your wrestling. Uh, now some on commentary. And here we go again. And then you know what's gonna happen? Chris Jericho's gonna do Chris Jericho, and he's gonna be pissed again. So. It's, it's not to say that yep. Chris Jericho couldn't bounce either. They don't play their cards right. Anybody could bounce. The motherfucker that started the company bounced. You're telling me Chris Jericho won't be like, I was there too. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm out. Not, not, not what I want. Not what anybody happen. wants, I, wants I to see happen. I would, I would love Chris Jericho. We, we to totally need fucking announce table. Cause then we got 15 more years in him. Exactly. And that's and that's where he really shines because somebody's going to have to replace uh, Jim, Jim Ross, J old good old Jr. And it is not Excalibur, it's not Tony Schiavone. Um, but you know, speaking of Jr., I want I'm going to end on this note tonight, guys. Jr. He hasn't said anything on his podcast yet, but I'm after after Wednesday's episode, I think he's even feeling this same kind of buzz. Did you guys notice at all his commentary on the very first opening match with Dustin Rhodes? Very first thing he said when both guys got in the ring was, this should be a slam dunk for CM Punk. He instantly buried Dustin Rhodes. That stood out to me with bright lights because I don't know why JR would do that. That's very un-JR-like. Usually he tries to put both guys over. Maybe it was a tactic to put CM Punk over more. I don't know, but he instantly, and then halfway through the match, he reiterated that point. 
this should be a slam dunk for CM Punk. Dustin Rhodes is not in his in his wheel. Someone's in his ear. CM Punk ended up winning. <sighs> Tony certainly has the the ability to do that, and I know he produces a little bit, but I don't. That psychology threw me off because it's just unlike Jr. to do that to, to what I perceive as burying a wrestler. Um. But maybe JRC in this too, and going. What are we doing here, guys? To add to your point, what are we doing? We're... Yeah, please. I, I feel like JR does this. If if he sees some booking on the show as an announcer, yeah. he's never been afraid to say this is stupid. I I've heard him do that Correct. so many times, so many times. I think JR has gotten to an age, and has done this for so long now that he's like, fire me. I don't care. I'm gonna go say what I need to say because I think whatever you're putting out there is stupid. 90% of the time, JR is usually pretty right on with Tony, and he will say what needs to be yes. said. But there's that 10% once in a while where he'll see some stupid booking, and he will say it in his own way. This is pretty dumb. Uh, that was me take, picking up JR saying this is a pretty dumb booking decision here. Like, there's no reason that these two people should be in the ring having a match. It's not a dream match for the fans. It might be a dream match for Dustin, but it's not a dream match for the fans. It's certainly not my dream match. So yeah. it was being pushed that way. But it, you well, did you notice he said that right after Tony Schiavone said the dream match speech? Yeah, it, Tony Schiavone made the dream match shit comparison. Tony D- Schiavone and it was almost like Jr. was. It's almost like Jr. was saying, "Well, who's dream? Who really wanted this?" Yeah, it felt very. Tony's Vince a yes man. Schiavone's a very yes man. Yeah, boy, that's a good point. Felt yeah, very that's Vince Russo ish, and which makes me a little nervous. Makes me nervous that people are, are in the ears oh, of the people on the announce team. And they're kind of telling them, hey, well, sure. I want you to kind of be up on this. You be up on this. You undersell it. You do this, whatever. Which is kind of unfortunate. Are they trying to be too smart? I think they're overdoing it. Like I said, they're trying to reinvent the wheel. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're trying to make an octagon you know, I, into I, a pentagon. I typically... There you go. Pentagon. It's five. Pentagon. Best thing that AEW's got going. I love I love uh, Pentagon's uh, entrance, by the way, but... I try, I try not to have a negative show. 45 minutes of, of negativity is about all I can do. But I'll tell you guys, I, I just, I hope they change it around. This is defeating for me. I love AEW. I've always loved AEW since it's, it's insurrection. Um, it gives me an erection too. I don't want to, thank you. I don't want a world of just WWE controlling my wrestling content. And um, tonight I'm clearly healed. Whether you're healed, whether you're babyface, you do. Production.